Hi, welcome to the Love at First Write podcast, where we talk about all things romance writing and reading with your podcast hosts, Lucy Mitchell, Bettina Hunt, and myself, Lucy Keeling. We'll be talking through yours and our book writing woes, what we're enjoying reading and how we can get the words down. You can find us on all the streaming platforms and across all the socials. and welcome to this week's podcast so i hope you're all okay and let's have a little roundup of what we've been up to what have we been up to this week i will start with you lucy lucy m (laughs) too many lucy's um i have been um recovering from my um cover edits last week always a bit of it was a bit of a mad rush in the end because obviously i'd had a boozy weekend which is never advisable when you have got copy edits to do um i'm just been staring at my draft manuscript my first draft blankly today so not made much progress that's me <laughs> lucy can I? um i did manage to write a thousand words now on the one hand that might sound impressive on the other i did set myself a target of nearly three thousand words so, but let's focus on the positive and let's take the win. That was a thousand words. I now feel a bit more into it and I'm getting very excited about the next few scenes that I have to write. So, but um, I will just say a thing that I would say quite often, which is that, you know, real life quite often gets in the way of our, you know, of our desires and wants. And I would have loved to have done 10K this week, but just wasn't the way it was going to go. You know, everything in real life just climbs on, doesn't it? And it's hard sometimes. Yeah. So just a reminder to people listening to be kind to yourself. Sorry. Go on, Bettina, what about you? Um, I got up to chapter seven in my edits, uh, which doesn't sound a lot, but it was a huge achievement for me. Um, and, yeah, I'm just raring to go, like start next week again and push on. I mean, I was actually aiming to do, <laughs> I don't know why I do these things. I wanted to edit 20 pages a day. So I figured that I would get the f- the first round of edits done in a week. But needless to say, like yourself, uh, that hasn't happened. But seven chapters, which is potentially eight now, because we I think that we've um, added in another one. So um one of the long chapters become two chapters. So I'm actually uh, I'm a chapter forward on eight. <laughs> yes, well you two are powering this week, aren't you? You are on fire. Well, I mean, in in two weeks' time, it's the summer holidays for the kids. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. But um, I just found out two days ago that my eldest one's actually already finished, which makes me sound like the best mother in the world. It's like, surprise! <laughs> How did that come about? So, yay! <laughs> It'll be fun. Okay. I'm going to plough on. Good for you. Good for you. We are, cheer- we are cheerleaders, aren't we? Um, okay. That's great. Thank you for that, ladies. Okay, and so today's big topic that we're going to tackle um if you like is setting how important is setting why do we have particular settings and how do we feel about them as authors and readers um i'll just start us off by saying that the series i've written is based in manchester and it's not the huge it's not the norm to have a northern 
city base for a book. They do crop up every now and again, and I and I love to see it. Um, but I'm really interested to know what you both think about settings. Um, Bettina, would you mind going first? Uh, yeah, I don't mind. Well, for my books, um, I do like to actually go all around the world, which is quite funny, really. However, I seem to focus on city destinations. So I'll be going to Paris, Rome, uh, all those kind of places, uh, very, very much cities. And also I do find that quite a few of my books have been set in London because I'm London born and bred. So it's what I know. I write about what I know. Uh, I, I, I'm not a huge, huge fan of physically myself stepping foot onto a, a sandy beach, unless it's in the Caribbean. But I haven't written about that yet. <laughs> um, although I have written a beach set book, High Heels on the Beach, uh, in the, gives a little clue in the title. But again, I split that between London and a seaside town, a British seaside town. So I still had to have that London theme in my book. And my latest one, A Girl Like Me, is also is very much, unusually, she doesn't go anywhere. She actually stays in London the entire time. But I And I do like reading books that are set in London too because it has a, an air of familiarity for me when I read them. And I think, oh, yeah, I know that place. And the weirdest thing is when you're reading it and suddenly they – there's a destination is actually where you were brought up and where you lived. I was like, oh, and it almost feels like it's fate that you picked up that book. So I do, yeah, I tend to focus on cities, but I'm not averse to a beach and maybe I should step more onto a beach perhaps. I don't know, but I do, I do like to go to holiday destinations, but not necessarily specific to a beach or, um, well, yeah. Okay. That that really. Can I, I, don't, I don't know what readers are like. I don't. Sorry, I was. No, no. Say, I don't know what what's really popular with readers, but I do like reading about cities myself. Um, but we were going to also discuss not just settings as in country destinations, but actually theme settings as well, which I think Lucy M can um, elaborate more on. Uh, well, my favourite is um coffee shop or cafe themed settings so i'm a sucker for those and i've got a couple of books coming out next year um and this year actually which um look at cafes and i think they're important for us writers because they give us so many opportunities for that meet cute which is really important when you're writing romance you know you're an expected conversation the queue you accidental spilling spillages your chance encounters and your handsome barristers or baristas and your beautiful ambitious cafe owners so yeah so I am a one for the coffee shop setting I just think they are alternate universes and they're worlds where our characters get to escape um but they just offer so many trope opportunities as well because you can get you know friends to lovers working with each other in the coffee shop or enemies to lovers rival coffee shops um and finally I think that the picturesque and the more idyllic for me every time. And I think that then spills into the cover design. And when I'm in the supermarket or when I'm on, in, in the bookshop, I always gravitate towards really pretty idyllic settings, especially with cafes, because it's like a form of escapism. And that's me. 
I would just like to add, if I may, I do, uh, and, and I will be writing, well, yeah, I've got an idea for one set in a village because I do live in a village and I love the idea of a village and a community. And I think that really, again, lends itself to romance as well because there's always going to be some grumpy guy in there, isn't there? There's always a grumpy guy in a village. Uh, and also that it also does bring in a bit of close proximity because things are very tight-knit in villages, aren't they? And everybody talks. So that gives you an opportunity for a bit of fun. So I like to have a bit of comedy in there, and there's definitely going to be a bit of comedy in there. So, so yeah, look out for my village books later on in the year. Well, Lucy next Kay. year, probably. Oh, sorry. Lucy Kay. I'm also, I'm also attempting my current whip is also village-based. Wow. That will be a bit new for me. That. I'm not used to that. Um, yeah, it's... Yeah. Can I ask a quick question? How do you feel about the books that are purposefully published towards a particular market that all centre around like the cupcake shop at the inn at the end of the road or the mermaid beach at the village? There's like a series of books that every publisher I know seems to have, which is the bookshop at the end of the cove or like, how do you feel about those ones? Do you, and do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm, I'm all for them, to be honest. I'm all for that community feeling. I love anything to do with a bookshop or anything to do with a coffee shop. I'm there. Bettina? Uh, yeah, well, I was just going to say that Jamie Adams, uh, Jamie Ad- Adman, sorry. Jamie, she does it very well. The whole bookshop, the villages, the, the Christmas, the, lots of them set in shops and 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 bookshops and I, I think she does it particularly well and her covers are incredibly pretty and draw you in as a reader I mean I'm not averse to them at all I think anything like that is obviously there's a massive market for it otherwise they wouldn't be published so the desire's there and if you do get to to read them I think you can then see why they're popular because they have that whole there's like a yeah, it's quite magical, isn't it, in a way, as well? Just, yeah, Kylie Dunbar's. Is it Kylie Dunbar's, the bookshop? Her covers are so pretty. I was going to jump in and yeah. name drop Kylie as well. I was literally, I was yeah. like hovering over, I'm going to drop it. Yeah, just amazing. Yeah, yeah, totally. And then if we're talking like, I know we shouldn't be jumping ahead, but if we're talking like a global setting appeal, so like, fast travel and wonderful descriptions that make you feel like you've just landed in a particular place that you perhaps you've never even been to before, then I'm going to have to recommend Leonie Mac. Any of hers are, they're set in loads of different places. Um, there's fab. Italy, there's the Alps, there's, and I just adore her work. And, and when it comes to like going to destinations, she really just takes you right there. Mm. I was going to name drop Sandy Barker because for me, she does travel rom-com really well. Not only the traveling, but she's the queen of banter and uh, her books are very funny. But yeah, so yeah, so obviously we're saying that settings are really important, aren't we? And there are lots of different ways you can use your setting. Um, But for us as readers, I think it's quite important, isn't it? Yes. Anything in New York will grab me. If I see New York in the title, I want to read it. (laughs) I suppose I've got a quick question, though. I'm always the troublemaker. How do we know as authors that we've got the right setting? Oh, that's a really good question. 
Lucy M, what do, I, what do you think? Oh, my goodness, Lucy K, where did you come up with that question? It's a good one. Well, I don't know the answer, so I figured probably the people listening wouldn't know the answer either, so I thought I would put us all on the spot because I'm lovely like that. <laughs> <laughs> is, it, is, is, is it the setting which complements the book? but also helps the plot in some way, maybe. Particularly with the reasons why I like coffee shops is that they are, I saw a quote and I can't remember where it's from, but they're living things. They sort of, um, the the ambience and the atmosphere changes through the day. And I think the good authors that do it really well, they sort of mix in the atmosphere with the cafe or the coffee shop or the bookshop in with the romance. So it, that's for me is where the setting actually works for the author good answer <laughs> i think you've really hit the nail on the head there because i remember reading once that somebody had said that i'd said that when writing they use the setting as almost a character so yeah. it's really really crucial and it, that story wouldn't be that, that story if it was somewhere yeah. else and that's why you've got uk seaside i think the british weather <laughs> yes. will, will naturally help the author won't it because you know you could just tie that into the romance which you know and the characters, there's lots of different characters in yeah. seaside village, or seaside town. <laughs> lots of opportunities for, what they, is it breakaway books, what they're called? I can never remember what the term is. There's sort of like sequels, isn't there? And there's lots spin-off. of offshoots, isn't spin-offs, that was it. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Yeah. And as always, if readers, what, uh, readers, if listeners want to let yeah. us know what they think about setting, then please feel free to correct us or let us know what you think. <laughs> Definitely. Okay, what have we all been reading this week? Lucy Kay? Like I win. Um, what have I been reading this week? I have been reading a series because a wonderful person has invited me onto their podcast to talk about a particular series that I adore. Um, and it does actually tie in with settings. So I have been, and I will say rereading because, like I said, it is a series that I adore. Um, and it is um, Juliet Cross' um, Stay a Spell series. It's paranormal paranormal rom-com, and it's done brilliantly. They're very funny. And they're set in New Orleans, which, of course, feels like the perfect place to have paranormal, um, witchy-type activity. Um, and that whole series is brilliant, and they're all on Kindle Unlimited, if you're interested. Can't recommend enough. I have been reading... <laughs> How can I forget? Um, Kim Nash's Seaside book. Oh. The Lighthouse. The Lighthouse, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With all the, the characters of a seaside town, close knit seaside town. How could I forget? That's what I've been reading this week. <laughs> so when a newcomer comes into the town or village, that's that that's a classic trope isn't it somebody new comes in uproots everybody well not necessarily uproots but it creates a scene don't they really and 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 actually it works both ways it works with how the newcomer adjusts to their new setting and how the people already in the village adjust to that newcomer so that's what I've been reading this week, and I'm really enjoying it. I'm about 60% of the way through, so I'm interested to see how it's going to pan out. So, so I, 
already been having a good laugh though um kim nash is very funny she's fab um, but that reminds me of that trope fish out of water yeah um and you're right it works really well in those settings doesn't it so I have started reading, um, is it Penel Hughes's book, uh, 10 Years? Um, I do like her writing and I loved her first one about the, is it the world's most amazing kiss? I think it was. But anyway, I've read 10 Years once and I've gone back to read it again because I just like the way she writes. Possibly the best kiss in the world. That's it, that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, it had the longest um, like amount of pages dedicated to a kiss. It was incredible. I really enjoyed that one, but I haven't had a chance to read Ten Years yet. But it is on my TV. It is very she good. Lovely, as well. I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm reading it because I'm my first draft is based along that sort of that that you know the second chapter where they meet up again or they keep meeting over several years but it never works out i just thought she did it really well in 10 years but that one probably the best kiss in the world i tell you what i'd have an electric fan by the end of that it's like isn't it like eight pages of just kissing description it's amazing Okay, let's do a quick accountability check. What are we all planning to do this week or not planning to do? <laughs> planning to edit as much as I can this week. Um, I don't really, I haven't really set any particular goals, uh, but that's it. It sounds really boring, but that's probably what I'll do. And if I, I can get my, if I can get my head around paperback publishing, might try and do that as well because. I said I'd do it, and I haven't, so I'm better. <laughs> Simple as... We, we'd be no good to you if we didn't hold you accountable. That's that's our role as your cheerleaders. But what I just wanted to jump in and say was that um, so much... Again, this is for listeners in particular, but so much of writing when you're new to it feels like it's going to be exciting and thrilling and brilliant and amazing, but um, there is a big chunk of it that actually is just graphic. Yeah. And you've just got to sit down and plough through it. And that's certainly how I feel, especially when it comes to editing. So uh, just a slice of, just to just to echo what you're saying, but it's like that is part of it. And it's sometimes easier than others. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But I don't know if anyone else feels like this, that I sort of procrastinate for hours. And then just before I need to go and actually do something else, suddenly I get really get into it. And I'm like, oh, no, I'm so into this now. Yep. And I have to step away yep. from Is that familiar? Yep. Definitely. That was, my, um, that was my whole university. Yeah. <laughs> <All that. laughs> cool. Um, cool. I was just going to say, I'm going to, I'm going to get to 10,000 words this week. Yeah. Uh, apart from the fact that I'm out tomorrow night. So, so nights are my writing time, but I'm out tomorrow night. So I can't write then. I think I'm out Tuesday night as well. So I can't write then. <laughs> um, so it's not looking great so far. Um, but I'm hoping that like, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh no, yeah, no. My husband has asked if I could actually see him at some point this week, so that'll be another night. But I'm, I'm so sure I'm going to get to ten thousand words this week. It's out there again. Um, so yeah, yeah, Lucy, I'm going for it. Um, yeah, so I'm probably going to try and get back to my um, first draft, which was about twelve thousand words, I think. But I need to get back to it. I need to feel Christmassy again because it's a Christmas romance. So yeah, I'll, I'll. Pull a cracker or... or maybe that's a topic for another day. How do you get yourself into the season of which you are writing? Have you got like a Christmas playlist or something? Yeah, 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 I have. Yeah, yeah. I tend to, yeah, visual, get on the Pinterest, 
get some, you know, some Christmas festive scenes going. But yeah, that's what I think that's what I need to do. And feel cold, which would be good in this weather. Yeah. <laughs> okay then, great. Thank you for listening this week. And if you've enjoyed um, our show, please do leave us a review. We'll be eternally grateful. And uh, join us next week for yet another Love at First Right podcast. <laughs>